0: God bless and what a joy it is for me to share with you on today. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm so glad today that I'm saved and sanctified and filled with God's precious Holy Ghost and that with the mighty burning fire. And I do speak in tongue as the spirit give utterance. I will give God all the glory for the glorious and marvelous things he has done in my life. I don't know about you, but God has been extremely good to me, and for that reason I owe him some praise. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? Where would you be if God hadn't given you another opportunity and ex- and you experienced the joy of living in the land of the living. My brothers and sisters, it's a blessing. And I don't take it lightly because I see so many people who are having some issues and so many people who have complications in their life. And thank God that I am willing to say that it's another day that the Lord has kept me. He has kept me all day with my mind stayed on him. And I hope the same for you. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Dear God, I thank you. I thank you for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. Thank you for the joy that you've given us, the life that you allow us to experience. And thank you for a right mind, a sound mind, to be able to give you the praise, glory, and honor for all of the things that you're doing in our lives. We thank you, oh God for our families, we thank you for our church, we thank you for the members of the church, and God, I thank you for how you're blessing us in the name of Jesus. Continue to bless, continue to strengthen, open our understanding, enlighten us on the word on today, and touch those who will hear this word to not only be hearers of it, but doers of it as well. And we shall forever, Give your name the praise, the glory and honor shall be thine in Jesus' name, amen. For our scripture today, let us go, Uh, why don't we go to the 27th number of psalm. It's a wonderful scripture, the 27th number of psalm, and it reads, uh, The Lord is my light and my salvation, of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies, uh, uh, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear, though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord Therefore will I offer in his, uh, his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, uh, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help, leave me not, neither forsake me, O God, my, of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in, plain, in a plain path because of mine enemy. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemy, for false witnesses are risen up against me and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I read all 14 verses of the 27th number of Psalm. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of His and the hearing of his holy words. I want to talk to you about something that concerns me, especially here at Greater Emmanuel as we are approaching uh, what will be a revival on this coming week. Of course, uh, you know that uh, Pastor Mark Vereen will be with us on Sunday at 11.30 and, uh, of course, at 7 p.m. And something that concerns me is uh, uh, our leaders and our attitudes uh, toward the work of the Lord. And I'm praying that we will uh, not take uh, the Lord's work uh, haphazardly. It is time for us to put our shoulders to the wheel. Uh, we, uh, those of us who are in leadership, uh, we, we, keep, we must keep trying to come up with ways to make the work uh, go further. We need to go to the next dimension. And uh, and we must be careful uh, that we are working to the point where we're inspiring other people uh, to 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 follow our example that we're setting. Um, you know, um, a lot of people want positions, uh, but not the work that goes along with the position. Uh, this is applicable for every area of ministry. I've been, I've been praying for many of our leaders and those who will assume leadership positions because I've heard what the Lord said to me uh, about uh, many of our leaders, but I find myself being in a position uh, like Jeremiah in Lamentations, the second chapter in the 20th verse. Um, and although for many years, uh, Jeremiah, praise God, had predicted the captivity of his people. He wept when, he, when his prophecy came true and he begged the Lord to stop the punishment. I find myself praying for people who are supposed to be in leadership uh, because I don't want people to be uh, cut off. I don't want them to be punished uh, because it, 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 it is very important That that the leaders must feel the burden of the people's needs uh, in order to commit themselves to a vision uh, for their deliverance. Uh, It is so important. It's so important that we understand what we need to do. We need to be committed. To the Lord's work. Now, it sounds like I'm talking to those who are in leadership, and I am, but you're going to see where if you are not in a position where you need to take hold of what I'm saying as well. Let's go to the ninth chapter of Ecclesiastes and the tenth verse. The ninth chapter of Ecclesiastes and the tenth verse. It says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, for there is uh, no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. So it, it's, 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 it is very important that every person who is listening to me understand that there is something for you to do as a child of God. Uh, the Bible says uh, uh, whatever presents itself, uh, for you to do, uh, 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 you need to do it with all your might. You cannot haphazardly do the Lord's work. You've got to get in. This has to be ultra important. You've got to do what God is telling you to do because you've got to understand that uh, uh, there is, there is no work in the grave. Uh, 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 the, the, the writer says there is uh, uh, nothing that you can do in the grave that is going uh, to, 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 to subside or satisfy the, the yearning that you must have for doing the work of the Lord. Every individual, every individual has to do this in a serious manner. This can't just be some kind of joke. You've got to do this in a very serious manner. And so, my brothers and sisters, it tells you in this particular scripture, I don't care how skillful you are, I don't care how much knowledge you have, I don't care how many uh, uh, strategic plans you've come up with, if you are not doing the Lord's work with everything that's within you and sincerely, then the Bible tells us it's a warning against that, that you are not giving God your all. Not only that, but we must get in a hurry to do the work of the Lord. We've been sitting back too long. Our our leaders, those who are in leadership, you've been sitting back too long talking about the pandemic. My brothers and sisters, I was reading the other day that they're saying that we are supposed to be exiting. The pandemic is coming to an end. Why are you waiting until the pandemic is over and then you're going to come up with another excuse? Let's get busy now. I don't think we realize the importance of what God has given us to do. Uh, We act like we can take it or leave it. You cannot be saved and take it or leave it. Oh, hallelujah. But in actuality, Paul spoke of being obsessed with the work until we act as if we're running out of time. Go with me to the uh, the book of Ephesians, uh, the fifth chapter. And the 16th verse, familiar passages of Scripture, Ephesians 5 and 16, it says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. I I keep saying it. I know some of you are tired of hearing me say it. I believe that the Lord's coming is nearer than we think. I believe it. Uh, That's why I'm... So careful about how I treat people, how I interact with people. I'm so careful about what I think, about what I say, because I believe that the days are evil and that the Lord is soon to come. And so the apostle in this uh, uh, said to the church at Ephesus, He said, he said, redeeming the time. In other words, make the most of your opportunities uh, because of the day that we're living in. This is not a time... To sit back and act like there's not a problem. There is a problem. Somebody type on the screen and say there is a problem. There is a problem. Look at our world. Look at our communities. Look at the people who are even in your household. There is a problem. And we must be solutions and not further uh, exasperate the problem. And so he said redeem the time. Now. Uh, the Apostle Paul told the church at Colossae, he said, you need to hurry up. Go with me to Colossians, the fourth chapter and the fifth verse. He said, you need to hurry up. And uh, uh, again, that the, he told that to the church at Ephesus. And you got to understand, these uh, 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 scriptures were written many years ago and, and you know, people say, ah oh, they've been saying uh, Jesus is coming and uh, I'm tired of them saying that. Uh, come on, don't be, um, I don't want to say that word. Don't be silly. If, if, if they were saying that the time was near then, think about how much closer the time is now. All right? Look at Colossians the 4th chapter and the 5th verse. It said, "Walk in wisdom, in other words, don't be silly. Don't uh, don't, don't 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 act crazy. Don't act stupid." Walk in wisdom toward them that are without. In other words, be very careful how you're dealing with people who are outside of the church because they're watching you and they're forming an opinion about the church by looking at you. Uh, Somebody needs to type on the screen, what kind of example are you? I want you to help me teach to some other people, what kind of example are you? Are you? What if? Hmm, what if the church had 50 more people like you? Would it be a better church? Would it be a more spiritual church? Would it be a, 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 a sincere church? Or would it be a group of clowns? Would it be a group of people who are non-sincere? Would it be a group of people who ain't living nothing? What if? We had 50 more people like you. Can you look into the mirror and say, Lord, add 49 more people to the church and know that the church is going to the next level? Lord, have mercy. The Bible tells us, be wise in the way you act toward those who are outside of the Christian faith. Make the most of your opportunities. Make the most of it. The tragedy that we're dealing with is that many people do the work of God haphazardly. I'm going to say it again. Many people who are doing the work of God, they're doing it in a haphazard um, state of mind. In other words, ain't no big thing. We get to it. We move on. Uh, We stay home. Now, you know, we back in the church now. You know, and uh, we stay home because we're too tired. But we don't stay home from our job if we're too tired. We get up and go to work. Somebody type on the screen, help us, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, 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 It's like some uncommitted members in our churches. They stay home on Sundays. And they, they claim they got to wash. They got, uh, they, they, they had to cut their grass. But you ain't missing your job to wash. You ain't missing your job to cut the grass, your secular job. How dare you miss church to cut your grass? How dare you miss church uh, to wash your clothes? It, 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 we, you know, we got this thing twisted. It, it, we, can, we can miss church. But then we can't miss our job. Church and God ought to be the number one issue as to why you do anything. Because if God stops blessing you, if God stops making a way for you, you finish. My God. mm-hmm. Think about how careless people are. Oh, I didn't feel like getting up this morning. I, 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 I'm, I'm tired in my body, man. Are you serious? So I, I, I didn't feel the best. I didn't feel the best. Man, you'd have popped two aspirins and went on to work. Go with me to the 48th chapter of Jeremiah and, and, and the 10th verse, the 48th chapter of Jeremiah. And the 10th verse. Watch this. The 48th, I'm going to wait for you to get it. Somebody put it on the screen because I don't want nobody saying I didn't get it. 48th chapter of Jeremiah and the 10th verse. Jeremiah 48 and 10. Jeremiah 48 and 10. <laughs> Jeremiah. 40, this is an important scripture. I'm telling you, it's an important scripture and I don't want to act like it's just another scripture. Jeremiah 48 and 10. Look what it says. "Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully and cursed be he that keepeth back his sword from blood. Oh, my Lord. Curse are those who neglect doing the Lord's work and curse are those who keep their swords uh, from killing, killing the ways uh, of the enemy. You ought to be totally involved. I'm totally committed to doing the work of the Lord. I'm totally committed to tearing ki- Satan's kingdom down. I'm totally committed. Oh, Lord, what if God paid us the way we work? What if God paid us the way we work? What would you do if God paid you the way you work? You know, you go along on your job, you go along, uh, and then you see people who uh, are not giving you what you want and, and, uh, uh, and you're paying them. You, you get to a point where you say, I gotta let them go, I gotta get somebody else. I gotta find somebody that will give me, watch this, the excellence that I require of an employee. I hope you're hearing me. I'm talking from J. Drew Sheard's perspective and I'm I'm sure I'm talking from anybody who is an entrepreneur who has people working for them. I need my employees to work in the excellent spirit that I want them to. When people work in an excellent manner, thank you Holy Ghost, just like we give, you know, we give Christmas bonuses, stuff like that. We give bonuses to people who work good. Excuse my bad English ain't finna give nobody a bonus and they don't get their work done. I ain't finna, I'm not finna give you no raise. I'd rather you quit and me hire somebody else under that. or eventually I'm gonna have to fire you. What if God paid us the way we work? What if God paid us the way we work? What if God uh, uh, compensated us the way we're loyal to him. You know, I got this thing about loyalty. I, I, I don't like to deal with people who are disloyal because they'll, they'll put me in a trick bag, so I don't want to deal with it. But what if God, hear what I'm saying, my brothers and sisters, what if God treated us the way we treat him? I'm sure that most of us would agree That ain't too cool. Look what, go with me to the book of Lamentation, and I'm going to be closing. Lamentations, the third chapter and the 64th verse. Lamentations, the third chapter and the 64th verse. It said, render unto them a recompense, O Lord, according to the work of their hand. What he says, what, 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 is, what is going on, Jeremiah? Pay them back, O Lord, for what they deserve. If you don't deserve excellence, then don't get paid excellence. My God. Uh, pay them back for what they, in, in other words, uh, the prophet was saying, give them what they put out. I'm, 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 I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop here because um, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. I believe that if the Lord paid me for how I work, I think I'll be in good shape. What, can, how, how do you answer that question? What if the Lord paid you for how you work? My God, we've got to become more committed to the Lord's work. It is no excuse for our lackadaisical efforts towards the Lord's work. And, you know, I I said to the church uh, uh, once before, um, maybe before the uh, pandemic, I said, uh, suppose I acted like you do, the members. And I said, would you consider me a good pastor if I acted like you? Uh, Think about it. Uh, My responsibilities have expanded and the leadership has diminished in their commitment. What, 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 um, suppose I acted like you, suppose I said that, uh, when I came in town on Sunday morning or Saturday night that I'm too tired, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna just get up and say a few words, you know, I could get up and, and do an exhortation and, you know, and don't give you no real word. Well, you say, you say, oh, that ain't nothing. I get up and call myself preacher, and all I say is say, thank you, Jesus. Shout at you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then sat down and say, well, what was the scripture? What did he talk about? You know? No. We got to do our job. Amen. We got to do our job and take it to the next dimension. My job, my aim is to be the best pastor in the world. I'm going to just tell you, that's my aim, to be the best pastor in the world. That's why I make sure uh, that, that our church is being fed while you on in our virtual space. I make sure that you get the Word of God, whether it's by me or my daughter or someone else. I make sure you get the Word of God. I don't want you to suffer from malnutrition, from a malnutrition spiritual diet. I want you to get, I want you to be strong. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be strong in the word. That's the way you have to approach the work of the Lord. You've got to be strong. You've got to give it your all. You've got to do what you're supposed to do. Uh, come on. Let's go back. Uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. I'm closing here in the 58th verse. It says, therefore... My beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord." For as much as you know that your labor, hallelujah, is not in vain in the Lord. So so he said, so so my brothers and sisters, this is, you know, it's a lot of times we see the word brethren, we think that that's just for men. No, no, this brethren is inclusive of the men and the women. Therefore, my beloved brethren, my brothers and sisters, don't let anyone move you off the foundation of your faith. Always excel. Listen, if if, if they say, uh, I just want you, Lord have mercy. If they say, I just want you to uh, just keep the area where you sit clean, make that area cleaner than any other area in the church. Excel in it. Excel, always excel in the work uh, you do for the Lord uh, because you know that the hard work you do For the Lord is not pointless. Praise God. Go with me to Colossians 1 and 10, and I'm finished. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing In the knowledge of God, when uh, Paul asked the church at Colossae, uh, he said, "He said that uh, we ask this so that you will live the kind of lives that prove you belong to God. Listen, if you live the life, you will be a testament, a testimony. Hallelujah! That you live for the Lord. Then you will want to please Him." in every way as you grow in producing every kind of good work by this knowledge about God. May the Lord bless you. Listen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you again for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. I pray now, oh God, that you will make us not only hearers of the word but doers of the word as well. Keep us In the center of your will, help us, O God, to become more committed uh, to your word and to your work. And we shall forever give your name the praise. Glory and honor shall be thine in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I want you to sow into this ministry. This ministry is blessing you. This ministry is helping you to become stronger in the Lord. Listen, sow into it. I wish that you would just get a seed, a $10 seed, and sow into this anointing, sow into this word. You can go. If you're going to pay it by, you want to send it in, you can send it in to Greater Emanuel Institutional Church at 19190 Schaefer Highway. That's Bishop J. Drew Sheard Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, 48235. Or you can give by PayPal, paypal at geicogec.org. You can go to GiveLify, search for Greater Emanuel Institutional Church, please look for our logo or you can go to Cash App, that's dollar sign, G-E-I Kojic 1. Or you can always give securely in our um, G-E-I app or you can text to give at 28950, put in G-E-I offer, put a space and the dollar amount and then press sin. I know God will bless you. And I'm going to pray over your seed and I'm going to pray that God will keep you. I'm asking every member of Greater Emmanuel to please be in the revival coming this Sunday at 1130 and 7 p.m. and Monday at 7 p.m. I'm sure God is going to bless us. Dear God, I thank you once again for those who are sowing into this fertile ground, continue to bless them, continue to strengthen them and grant them of your favor. And we'll be so careful to give your name the praise. Please God, allow them to realize what a blessing it is in sowing in this fertile ground. And now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost, rest, rule and abide henceforth now and forevermore, and we all said amen. Come on and say, here I go again, believing God. I believe God. God bless you, and I love you with the love of the Lord.